Garrett Cole finally wins a Cy Young. Shohei Otani is looking for a second MVP later today. And is Juan Soto on the trading block? We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Greg Marino here with Mark Marino. And today... We're a couple weeks into the offseason now, and there's a lot to get into, as it's awards week for all the, the major awards, the ones that we like to talk about, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and so far, really, you know, we're a couple of Yankees fans in here, so we were both pretty happy to see Garrett Cole finally win a Cy Young for the Yankees, first Yankees Cy Young winner since Clemens in 2001. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really like Cole, so I wouldn't say I'm, like, happy all right, well, like the normal <laughs> Yankees fans who like the good players on the Yankees, they were happy. Yeah. yeah. Because I do think that people like Cole was probably, you know, maybe the best pitcher in baseball this year. Like, there were a lot, a lot of good pitchers. He was, like, right in there. But he definitely like, wasn't very good in the last couple of years. Like, he was a massive disappointment. And, like, people have, like, totally forgotten that after this one excellent year. So, like, I don't I, know. I, I feel like he... He was good in 2020 in the shortened season. Yeah, he was pretty and good. Then, he wasn't great. I remember he gave up a ton of unearned runs in one game. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess in 2020, like that one game does actually yeah. work the stats a pretty yeah. large amount. But like 2021, he was good. And 22, he was a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 2021, he was dominant for the first couple months. But then once they cracked down the, the spider attack and the other sticky stuff. He kind of wasn't so good, and then he also yeah. wasn't so good in twenty twenty two. But he always had all those strikeouts, so you knew he had the ability to yeah. um, be elite again. He was elite this year. Um, he definitely deserved it. Um, yeah, I mean, people were talking like a couple of years ago. If you know the 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 end of Spider Attack was the end of Garrett Cole, as it he did kind of have a, a big slump following the yeah actually, the Spider Attack attack. Um, I think people really weren't talking about it enough. But as usual, when I say something, that just kind of causes it to like not be true for the millionth time. I always like jinx and reverse jinx I guess, stuff into happening. I guess I was talking to you, and you were talking about the whole spider attack a lot. Yeah, but most other people kind of like people kind of ignore the whole sticky stuff, even though I think like that was a pretty big cheating scandal, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like, we've kind of talked a lot about that now. Like Cole, you know, he had a great year. The Yankees were terrible, yeah. but you can't blame that on Cole. He's yeah. obviously not like a... He's not a Jacob deGrom, we'll say, <laughs> who gets injured, enabling his team to actually win the World Series. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in, in the NL side of things, Blake Snell picks up his second Cy Young. That guy's really had an interesting career, going from Cy Young to, like, pretty bad on, like, a biannual basis. Yeah, so in 2018, he was elite with like a 190 ERA or so then he had four years of kind of being slightly above average but again he always had good great talent with him like you know walks are kind of a concern even this year like he walked a ton of guys he didn't go super deep in the games but when you have a 225 ERA that was like by far the best in MLB of like full-time starters Cole was the second best at 263 um he was clearly deserving of this and you can't just ignore two, like, really, really great years. So, like, he's a free yeah. agent. I mean, he's got to get a big payday. And, you know, like, the, the all the walks are, like, part of him. Like, he's a guy who 
you know, he's kind of wild. He doesn't give in. He's not going to pitch super deep into games. He's not Garrett Cole in that respect. But also, that goes hand in hand with him having great stuff, striking out a ton of guys. And he can be dominant, as he was this year. Yeah, I, I think Snell's got to get paid, really. I think a guy like him, I could see him. He's not super old either. I could see him getting like two hundred million. Uh, yeah, I would definitely consider that. Um, there's definitely a ton of teams that need starting pitching this offseason. Yeah. There are a lot of starting pitchers on the market, though. It's a more pitcher friendly market than hit than hitters this year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where Snell lands. Honestly, I haven't heard a lot of buzz about where Snell is going to land. However, one guy who we have heard an excessive amount of buzz about where he will land is Shohei Otani who will probably be assuming nothing crazy happens winning his second MVP award tonight as they'll be announcing that at 7 p.m. And so Otani as a free agent coming off an MVP year, you know, people are thinking like 400 million, like 800 million, you know, like (laughs) no one really knows what this guy's going to get. But I'll say he's not going to be able to pitch next year. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. In terms of present value, that does bring it down a pretty good amount because of his surgery or whatever yeah. on his elbow. Like, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. Now, he's been great while he's on the field, pretty much. I mean, he had, like, one terrible year in 2020, which was a short season. And then 2018 and 19, he just wasn't, like, hitting and yeah. especially pitching Honestly, enough. his first three years weren't that good. Yeah. But his last three have been but ridiculous. It's so. beyond debate at this point that he's a dominant hitter and... A, really a very good pitcher when he's on the field and i mean he's shown the ability to like you know even if his pitching got side real he can still like, keep hitting and like keep hitting yeah. well also it's interesting how how often he gets an injury and it like takes him off the mound but not mm-hmm. out of the batter's box but, but really i think one thing that's definitely worth talking about with Otani though is the fact that he's been on the angels with Mike Trout, and that team has been an abysmal failure for the last few years, with this year really being like a, like a glorious display of underachievement. You know, really not even second to the Mets, I would say. And so, at a certain point, Otani's been in that clubhouse, and I really... I think it's starting to come out that he's not exactly the best clubhouse guy. Yeah, definitely. There were multiple big controversies later in the season while he cleaned out his locker with like several weeks to go which and then also um i think he like refused to get an mri which is just completely insane yeah i mean if you're like a, a pro athlete like get the mri yeah but, especially when you're like you know the best athlete in the world i mean i think someone's gonna be paying you 500 billion in a couple months i think it's fair to say like all right he kind of he threw some fits towards the end of the year, but then again, he has been on a massively underachieving team for the last six years, so that hasn't been able to make the playoffs, hasn't been able to win at all. So it's kind of kind of understandable why he'd be kind of frustrated and done mm-hmm. with the Angels by then. But at the same time, I still think like you know, if I'm a GM looking for a guy, I don't want the guy who's gonna you know clear stuff out of the locker when there's like five game losing streak, you know. So yeah. I. I don't think that's like really a great look for him, and I don't. It might cost him some money, but then again, he's gonna get so much money that it's really more gonna affect like what which teams want him. You know, which yeah. teams care about that sort of thing more. Yeah. I do think he wants to win. Um, that's definitely something that it matters to him, and like I don't really see him going to like a team like the Padres where 
it might just become a complete locker room disaster with Otani or like the Mets. Like I think he's gonna. I, I kind of see the Dodgers as the most likely landing spot. Yeah, and like obviously the Dodgers have a very good team chemistry, even though some individual players have had major off the field issues. But like the, aside from them, like the whole team has definitely had excellent chemistry. You would think that they would he would be able to get along there and have a better mood on a team that really just always wins. Yeah, honestly, it seems like the Dodgers want him. And, you know, he's already an L.A. guy. So if he's kind of like living in L.A. or whatever, like personally, mm-hmm. it does seem to be a good fit. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I don't think Otani's the kind of guy who wants to go to a mid-tier team and make it a great team because he kind of tried that and wasn't able to do it. You know, he went to the Angels and wasn't able to actually make them good so i like if you're showing Otani at this point you got to be thinking all right just put me on an already great team that i can just kind of contribute to because you know as much as people talk about him being like crazy out of this world baseball talent you know he wasn't enough to to make his team good so you know ultimately he's he's got to recognize that by now and want to go to a team that's already good yeah also remember the dodgers um they like totally did not spend any money last year in the offseason. They let the Padres like just you know load up and seem like the better team, and the Dodgers totally like took a step back and kind of had a reset year. They got under the luxury tax, and the luxury tax kind of you know it goes up sort of exponentially for every further year that you're over it. So last year they kind of got under the luxury tax and like reset, saved money, and presumably they were trying to save it up for Otani. I think that. People are also saying, like, you can't... Last year, people are saying you can't rule out the Mets, with Steve Cohen having, like, an unlimited checkbook. But I kind of feel like at this point, there's been some talk about the Mets wanting to, you know, rein in the money a bit. Plus, Otani wants to be on a winner. That that just doesn't seem like the the best fit or something that's likely to happen. And I do think that the Dodgers are the favorites. Obviously, a lot of teams... We heard a lot of rumors of all sorts of teams. Mariners, Giants, um, Cubs... So like, yeah, the thing is with all those teams though, it's the same thing: Mariners, Giants, Cubs, and Mets. None of them are good teams. So, yeah, well, Mariners doesn't want to play for the Angels 2.0. Like he uh-huh. he wants to get onto the like a Dodgers style team. Yeah, the Mariners have been pretty good the last couple of years. So you would think that they would you know become an elite team if they got Otani, and he would be able to stay on the West Coast, which I think he wants. Yeah, but like that is what people thought about the Angels and. That's been an absolute train wreck. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised no one's talking about the Rangers as getting Otani coming off the World Series. But the Rangers have spent so much money the last few years, you know, and then they also take on Scherzer's contract at the deadline last year. I just don't think they have that much money to spend. Maybe. And also, when you've just won the World Series, you don't need to go and do anything too drastic. I don't know. I actually... And they don't really need offense as well. Their offense is, like, stacked. I actually don't love that philosophy. I feel like coming off a World Series, it's pretty easy to kind of coast to a mid-tier season the following year. But, you know, if you make a splash, you get a new guy who hasn't won a World Series in that clubhouse. You know, I feel like that kind of keeps it going strong. We've seen in the last few years, it's kind of frequent that teams have a World Series kind of bounce back that's bad. You know, like Red Sox 2018, um, Nationals weren't very good in 2020. Yeah. The Nationals were a bit of a, you know, a fluke, and like that was kind of coming anyway. Yeah, and honestly, Braves in 22, coming off their World Series win, they made the playoffs, but then had a pretty lackluster performance early into the last two years 
in the playoffs. So, um, I don't, know. I don't I think like it's going to happen. Though. I feel like for the Rangers, it's not just that, like they they have a good clubhouse, but the clubhouse is like such a strong focus for them. I don't think they'd want to bring in a potential problem like Otani. Whereas mm-hmm. the Dodgers, they're just kind of like they're like a, a a great baseball team who likes to win and happens to have a good clubhouse. The Rangers almost seem to have like built their team around a strong clubhouse, and I don't yeah. think they'd want to mess it up. And also, he's only hitting next year, and the Rangers do not need offense. With Montgomery leaving, they definitely need some, maybe an elite starting pitcher. They've got a lot of like, kind of average starting pitchers, and they definitely need a lot of bullpen help. So the Rangers have holes. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy into the idea that just because their bullpen like survived the postseason, um, I think they got really lucky, and they weren't even that great anyway. They definitely need to upgrade the bullpen, and they might need to get an ace starting pitcher. But they do not need offense. Their offense is stacked one through nine. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I mostly agree. I don't mm-hmm. think there's really any shot Otani does go to the Rangers. Yeah, and so many teams would like to have him. Mirrors seems like mm-hmm. a good fit. Yeah. Giants seem like a good fit. The Giants have missed out on so many free agents. Yeah, the Giants. It's like every year they they were gonna get Judge. That didn't happen. Like they're always about to get the big guy and don't. So yeah. it seems like eventually they got to. But um, on the trade side of things. Some kind of big news coming in more recently is Juan Soto is looking like he's very likely to be traded, which is rather new. I mean, obviously, it's been an option for the Padres for a while. They traded for him a year and a half ago. And so, you know, it it would seem to make sense. But now we're getting in news from MLB insiders saying, like, no, it's, like, pretty certain. It's just a matter of where he goes and for what they get for him. But, like, the Padres want to move him, which, honestly, like... I think it kind of makes sense. You can get a huge haul for Soto. How many more years of of control does he have on his contract? He has one more year. Okay. So they gave up a ton to the Nationals for Soto, but at that point he had two and a half years. It, it made sense to give up a ton for him. At this point, you're not going to get like a ton for him, but you're still going to get a lot for MVP, elite, mm-hmm. maybe top five in baseball player, even if it's just one year. That is a guy who can really change the landscape. Um, a team that immediately came to mind to people was the Yankees. So it's obvious to see that he would could transform a team like the Yankees if he went to them. Yeah, I would love to see him on the Yankees. I think he'd be a great fit. They could use some outfield, left-handed power by outfielder. Yeah, definitely need outfield. They might need two outfielders. Um, and we'll see if, you know, in a really strong division, coming off an awful season, we'll see if the Yankees are like... I, I kind of get the sense they're going to try to win and, you know, bounce back. They're not going to, like you know, start a yeah. rebuild or anything. Honestly, there's a few teams in that spot who were supposed to be very good last year and just were massive disappointments. Yeah. And now it's kind of where to go from there. Like the Padres, it looks like they're going to go to the selling and rebuilding stage, which I, I don't think they're going to look for like a long-term rebuild because I presume they still want to win with Tatis and Machado. And Bogart. Mm-hmm. They have all these massive contracts for a while. It's not like they're going to yeah do a five or six year rebuild, but maybe they sort of kind of do like a half rebuild where they're not selling out the way they have the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of honestly, if they do trade Soto and they get a lot less than what they gave up for him, that's kind of just an L for them, honestly. Like, like a pretty big blow for their organization to have gotten Soto for a year and a half and done nothing with it. Yeah. But, you know, at, at a certain point, you kind of got to limit the costs and yeah. those costs are mostly sunk at this point. So Yeah, they did have a nice run last year in the playoffs. Um. You know, they should have beaten the Phillies. They didn't. Obviously, if they'd beaten the Phillies, we might think differently about Soto's tenure there with the Padres. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess they they really were closer to a pennant last year than yeah, I but a this lot of year was remember. a really mind melting debacle. They yeah. had a great run differential, but they were mm-hmm. still like five hundred. They, they have the Cy Young, Blake Snell. They have mm-hmm. all those stars on offense, mm-hmm. but for the to not have a great year then, offensively, mm-hmm. though, that was really disappointing. I mean, they really even without Soto, they should still be a good team, and the Dodgers have plenty of question marks. Mm-hmm. The the Diamondbacks are kind of tough to believe in. Yeah, the Diamondbacks did feel like a bit of like a miraculous run this year for sure. Yeah, they, they there's no way that they're not going to be you know a team you got to think about contending even if they do trade Soto, which I I suspect they will with all those other big contracts. Yeah, I honestly like they're not going to be signing him long term. You might as well trade him now. It's almost a bit of a Mets case for the Padres. I'll just kind of pull them in with the Mets in terms of teams with just massive payrolls that have a lot of really big names that just massively underachieves. Mm-hmm. And um, another interesting team to look at is the Brewers, who made the playoffs, won the division, but it wasn't like a super strong year for them. It felt more just like an NL Central being bad kind of year for them. And it's looking like they are thinking of selling out, you know, we could see Corbin Burns on the move, Brandon Woodruff. They have a lot of big pieces. Maybe even Christian Yelich. You know, I haven't heard anything specific to Yelich, but if the Brewers are selling, you'd have to wonder. You know, Yelich had a nice bounce back year last year, not quite MVP form, but had a pretty solid year at the plate. And so that could really shake things up, especially in the NL Central where the Cubs just signed Craig Council to what they give him? Bruce. They gave him five years and forty million mm-hmm. for a manager. That is Craig Council is a manager. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even think that you know if you were to actually rank managers, everyone says he's an elite manager, but I think if you actually rank managers, he wouldn't be that high. So, and that's the highest contract for a manager ever. That's as much money as Yandy Diaz makes, who is one was one of the best hitters in the AL. Mm-hmm. Might be like a top five MVP. I, yeah, I, yeah, that that just seemed crazy to me. Oh, it's kind of in- I can sort of see the argument. It's like. Take a look at the, like this year's World Series matchup between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, and it's like it wasn't like the biggest name players with the biggest salaries in there. It's like maybe you really kind of got to build that team chemistry, like the Rangers had. You know that brought them all the way to a World Series. You know I can kind of see the argument for it, but also yeah, I don't really love it though because like you said, like yeah. even if paying managers is a worthwhile investment, like I don't know if Council's the guy to pay. Yeah, like David Ross seems like a solid manager. Council's not known as like an especially great clubhouse guy like, you know, a Toy Lavelle on the Diamondbacks. And like obviously like Bruce Bochy, like he's kind of the best in the business. Like there's no comparing anyone to him really. So like mm-hmm. I feel like you've got to actually like rank the managers and be like, where is this guy? And I don't think Council will be super high. Yeah, but how do you see the NL Central looking next year if the Brewers sell and and now the Cubs are maybe getting aggressive. The Cubs are losing Bellinger to free agency. Then he's a pretty big part of their yeah, offense. And Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, say the Cubs yeah. do land someone like Otani. You know, like, well, like I said, like looking unlikely. Maybe not even yeah. Otani. Maybe just like Snell. You know, some of the big free agents. Maybe they re-sign Bellinger. Like, yeah, I actually, I, I think the Reds are more potentially scary than the Cubs. And you can't rely a Cardinals bounce back. So I think it's going to be like a bunch of mediocre teams. You know, as usual, the NL Central won't be that strong. But yeah, I, I, the Cubs are going to have to make themselves a serious contender. I don't think they are one right now. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. Honestly, I, I think we can see the NL Central looking pretty similar to how it did this year. 
except it might just be a different team that emerges out of that cluster yeah. of mostly mediocrity. Yeah. So this year we saw the Brewers ultimately pull ahead, but maybe it'll be the Cubs next year, maybe the Reds. I and mean, the Reds really weren't competitive in terms of playoffs last year. There was like a brief time in right when they called up Eli de la Cruz, where it was like, all right, the Reds are going to come in and like steal a wild card spot. Didn't really end up happening, but they seem to have a good future ahead of them. Yeah, so quickly, let's talk about the MVPs, which are being announced tonight. Um, Shohei Atani is like almost certainly going to win it, following like, uh, really, uh, he got even better this year. He was the best hitter in the AL. Not to mention yeah. he was also one of the I, best pitchers. There was a time when it was looking like he was going to hit 60 homers. Yeah, mm-hmm. while maybe like having a side yeah. season on the mantle. Like a year after Judge did it. Yeah, so he was so far and away better than everyone else that there's no way he doesn't win it, even with the team being bad and him having yeah. multiple uh, also, controversies. there wasn't anyone else great in the AL. You know, if I think if Betts or Acuna had been in the NL, mm-hmm. maybe. As far as the NL goes, I think it's got to be Ronald Acuna Jr. Like... I think a lot of people are saying, oh, Betts and Acuna are pretty even, but I think Acuna just seems to have an edge on Betts in pretty much every relevant stat. And so I don't really yeah. see how it doesn't go to Acuna. Yeah, I think that, you know, some of the advanced metrics like war, say like Betts was better defensively, so that might, you know, make it close. And also Betts, you know, did come and play the infield, a bit of shortstop and a lot of second base. Um, so um, like, you know, people say like, oh, that versatility and doing whatever the team needs. Like, can make back to the MVP, but I think that's a little overblown. Yeah, I, I just like, think Acuna just hit better than him. You know, 337 average. He had the 70 steals, which I know it's a big year of stolen bases, but like 70 yeah. is kind of mind blowing. So, yeah, I just got to go to Acuna. Yeah. But that we're about out of time here. So, that'll wrap it up for us here on Total Bases on Radio Free Hills, though, 11.7 FM. But thank you for listening, and you'll hear from us next week.